hey, welcome to uh, Bonus Barrel. I am Rob, and with you today is... Shelby. Beth. And Sage. Alright, so here we are, all together... The, the forum uh, of which there's like six of them posts or a buzz with when when are they going to be back together again? Here we are. Who was missing last week? It was me. I Damn was it, sick. Laugh. Why are you being sick so much? Yeah, I just kind of woke up feeling like Have crap. Have you ever tried being healthy for once in your <laughs> life? <laughs> you know, I've tried it. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't for me. You know? hot, yeah, it takes <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of effort. So let's, let's kick things off with something hot and cool. Shelby and I yeah. watched an awesome movie last night. Which one's hot and which one's cool? I'm hot. <laughs> <laughs> Shelby's cool because she has a frosty demeanor. Yes. It's been said that she's standoffish. Yeah. Yes. So we watched Train to Busan. Basin? Yeah. Basin? B- Busan. Bus- Busan? It's a Korean city. <laughs> yeah, it's a, a Zambambo movie. Uh, Kore- Zambambo. Kore- <laughs> Korean zombie movie. And I, we just want to mention it because it was so good. And, yeah, uh, you know, really the game. Good. there's games that uh, have zombies in it, so. It's it's related. Did you ever see uh, Dead Snow? No, no. It's it's about like uh, zombie Nazis. It's really good. Like Call of Duty? Is it a Call of Duty movie? No, no. It's <laughs> just a movie about uh, zombies that were Nazi soldiers that were like frozen under the snow in Russia, and then the thaws, and then mm. the zombie Nazis start walking, and then people. Do you think a, a zombie? It's Nazi ridiculous. Or... It's absolutely you... ridiculous. What's scarier to you, a zombie or a zombie Nazi or a Nazi? I guess the you scratch the zombie part out. A zombie or a zombie? No, a Nazi or a zombie Nazi. There we go. That's what I'm trying to say. What's scarier to you? Well, they're both just zombies, though. Whether no, no, it's no, a no, Nazi no, or no, not a Nazi, regular Nazi, and a zombie or Nazi. A... Oh, yeah. What's scarier? Well, to you? can a we? Nazi. Yeah, well, I think so too. C- considering zombies aren't real. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. Um, sure, laugh. Whatever you say, bruh. Uh, anyways, movie's great, and there's feeling in it, and emotion, and a good yeah. story. Most hateable character in recent memory for me. Yeah. I, I wanted to punch the fucking... I wanted to punch his face off and yeah. then shit on it. I hated him so much. He was responsible for lots of people dying, so... Yeah, he's one... So Shelby brought up a great point uh, yeah. about these scenarios. So these survival survival scenarios, like these end-of-the-world things where zombies or anything that basically groups of people are stuck together and everybody's dying around them because of x reason you know a disease mm-hmm. or a meteor or something panic. when there's panic happening as soon as someone in your group starts shouting and yelling and trying to ostracize people or just freaking the fuck out just kill him because uh, he's just gonna get everybody dead so you don't even, <laughs> we don't even waste your time don't try to humanize him don't try to, to help him uh as soon as this guy starts yelling and this guy's infected because he's scared if he's that scared he needs to just needs to die <laughs> <laughs> that's that's cold. Um, All but, yeah. opinions of, of of us is for is the bonus barrel crew only, and does not reflect <laughs> on the Cartridge Club or anyone else's whole. <laughs> yeah, if there's somebody in your group like that, that's gonna cause like fucking mass hysteria, and yeah. then just kind of get the mob mentality going. Oh of, fuck that! Like, you know, yeah, d- kill that person. Another great example. Uh, yeah. <laughs> another, another great example is another wonderful movie, The Mist. Stephen King's The Mist is one of my favorite horror movies. Uh, mm-hmm. the crazy lady, crazy cult lady. Yeah, she needs yeah. to be killed right away. Get her out, throw her out of the market. She's mm-hmm. gonna, she's gonna sow dissension and get people <laughs> killed. Um, just because we're just talking about like zombies and the fact that it's a Korean movie. But for anybody who wants to know uh, a little bit about it, it's about uh dad and his kid who get on a train to Busan, which is the city in in Korea. And on the way, uh, there's kind of like a zombie outbreak, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so it's just like them trying to find, I guess like Busan is a safe city, like where they started and stuff, um, that had already been like quarantined and blah, blah, blah. When they, when they get there, it's all fucked up. So like, oh shit, where do we go? And so they have to, uh, or they take the train to Busan and anyway, things ensue. Cool things, sad things. All right. So I always make fun of things like Voltron, where a fat character is basically just an idiot who uh, eats all the time and, and he's clumsy. He's oh, not, I'm sad. Smart. I'm clumsy. I'm falling all he's over. He's a smart Where's character. Where's my sandwich? Anyways. Oh, my God. In this movie, <laughs> there's a chunky guy and he's like the best character in the film. He's like whooping people and, and fucking throwing zombies around. And he decks and he, okay. he, he decks the zombies. Yeah, when he elbows, he fucking elbows a zombie in the face. And it was the best thing because it comes out of nowhere and it was like, 
oh god that was awesome and then at some point <laughs> he grabs a zombie lifts it to the fucking smashes it on the ceiling and then smashes it on the ground it was crazy the guy is the like that guy character. was just full of adrenaline yeah i love that oh, dude was nuts. he yeah. wasn't he wasn't your typical action star he looked like he's gonna fall asleep and he looked oh, yeah, like he, he enjoyed his pizza just like the average joe i i am <laughs> I'm pro pro this. Yep. Uh, anyways, it was a great movie. It doesn't relate to games, but, you know, sometimes Bonus Barrel has some opinions on things that are, you know, geek-related, yeah. I guess. Uh, something like yeah. That. I don't like that term. Let's just... We're still a game show. Sorry. We're still, we still love games. Speaking of... Uh, let's. I'm going to bridge the gap. Perfect segue. I watched episode two of the Castlevania series. Eh? Eh? Me- medium. Uh, mixing the medium of video games and, and film together. Mm-hmm. And it's a segue to the game. I think I just nailed it. High five to myself, right? Yeah, so it was great. And there's, uh, <laughs> there's like a, like, this is not a spoiler. There's a demon just carrying a dead baby in its mouth. It's yeah, it's su- <laughs> it's super dark. There's it's, a lot of dead babies in it. Uh, I watched only four episodes. I watched all of it. Yeah, I'm, so. only, I'm on. I'm halfway through. Uh, I just thought to myself, holy shit, this show is violent, and took a note. Yeah, it's, a it's very and show. it's. And it's basically Castlevania three. That's the is story. There, that's really yeah. good to know because I actually was curious if it was adapting anything or if it was. If it, if I, as I thought, because I thought I saw Alucard at the beginning. Yeah, and you see, he's, Isn't he, he makes Symphony it. of the Night, or is he in the other games too? No, no, he his first appearance was in in Castlevania Three. Oh, that's um, awesome! I didn't know that. In Ca- Castlevania Three, there's four playable characters. Okay, and at the end of the first season, which is four episodes of this Castlevania show, they mm-hmm. introduced three of the four characters. So I should play more Castlevania games. This uh, next season supposed to have eight episodes instead of four, because lots of people were upset shit. about there only being four. Well, I, I thought that when I saw four episodes, I thought, hey, maybe they're going to put another four in a couple months mm-hmm. or something like that. And then when I saw the description of the fourth episode, it was like, in the season finale. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> a season finale after no, four episodes? No, I think it's okay, because video games and things like that have a, a stigma of not being successful. You're, yeah, and yeah. Starting with four episodes, making the story clear, don't drag anything waters, out, man. test the waters. And yeah, it's just, yeah. The, yeah, I mean, you know, it's, the, the way it ends is just like, if, if you guys don't get signed on to do more of this, it's going to be extremely disappointing for those of us that liked it, because it was just like giant cliffhanger ending at the end of the fourth episode. <laughs> well, it was great. So, uh, so far. Yeah, I really liked it. I watched all four episodes. Um, I, I really liked it. I thought it was really cool. I want to ask the, uh, the digital room, what older franchises of video games, and let's scratch Mega Man off the list already, because he gets shit all the time. But what's uh, some older series that you think would be cool to have, like a Netflix-style four to eight episode series? Uh, well, I guess like if we're just kind of plumbing it's, the vein of old NES titles, it can be super. I NES. know, but that's that's kind of where my head's at. Yeah, mine too. So actually. if you want to, if you want, depends a little bit. You could make a little bit. You could do <laughs> Battletoads. <laughs> cartoon oh, yeah, that could but that would be very much like ninja turtles yeah. um but so there's something you could do there but ninja gaiden would be probably that could be more good. really good yeah you can make that more uh, really, you know, more violent <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> i'm thinking metal storm might be cool and that's a mech one so shelly yes. would like that one uh i, w- I wouldn't mind seeing a, a little nemo anime but it wouldn't be it wouldn't have that serious feel I, i'm trying to think of something that would have like a that would fit the style of Castlevania currently has, and so my brain's still turning. If you guys have Go- other other ones, jump in. Ghosts and goblins. Oh, that would be fun. That would that would work. That would have a very similar. That could feel, work actually. really well, actually. Yeah. yeah. What else came up? Michael Jackson's <laughs> Moonwalker. <laughs> I think there's a movie. Just We're not turn gonna... Dragon's Lair. Make Dragon's Lair into a uh, show. Dragon's Lair. Yeah. 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 You could do that. It's already halfway done. The work's there. Yeah, you just, you just have to remix it, remix it. Well, that was fun. <laughs> All right. So, oh, did you find, did you think of anything, uh, shall we? Nope. Okay. Or you, well, you, that's you the thing is I don't have, life, like... Pick pick an Xbox 360 Halo 3. They were going to make a Halo movie, like and then that kind of got... I don't know. Like, I feel uh, it's hard to adapt, like, games that have just so much shit in them, and a Halo would be really hard to do with that. I guess you um, could say it failed. Do you ever, do you ever play Legacy of Cain? Uh, no, I have not. I, I know of it. I've it's, never. I, wait, I it's, think it's, I played it, the, like one of the PS One. There's a PS One one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Soul um, River. A, yeah, something like that. Yeah, played it's very like vampire-y, kind of similar to Castlevania, mm. but that would fit. I was gonna say Bayonetta, but she well. has an anime, so she does. Mm. It's not too bad. I got a game for the for the Switch, a digital game. I I downloaded two digital games. 
Makes me want to throw up my fucking mouth. Uh, I got... <laughs> oh that God. was so vulgar. You're right? You like that? Uh, I got Wonder Boy. I haven't started playing it yet, but that's... I want to play it. And I know I'm going to get it for physically when it comes Wonder out of physical like run. Wonder Boy like But I want to play it. Tenacious D song? No. Oh my God. You're so <laughs> fucking young. Uh, Wonder Boy is like an original Sega series in the 80s. Pretty great. They did a remake. Anyways, so that's that. But I also got a game called Kamiko. Which is a, like an action over uh, top down RPG. It looks kind of like an in between, let's say a nine and a half bit Zelda looking game, but you play as like a pick one of three characters. I think they're all shrine maidens. Okay. It's not trashy. And you're killing monsters. And I only did the first level, but it was a lot of fun. And it's like a $6 game, so can't really complain about that. What so was, I, what was it called? I partially Sorry. recommend it. Would you, would you say it was called? Uh, Kamiko, I think. Kamiko. <laughs> sounds sounds kind of familiar. Yeah. Uh, also, I need to once again praise Yakuza Zero. I am still enjoying every second of my time playing that game. Yeah, Shelby was overlapping for the movie, and unfortunately, I couldn't get to a safe point, so she had to watch. It like, was an hour cool, though. It was funny. But uh, we watched some. So what did we? What did I do with? Yeah, watch porn. <laughs> you can't even uh, call it that. It's literally together. just a creepy video of like close-ups of a person, of a woman. So how the? It's pretty amazing. I want to describe the experience of the porn store. Or porn shop. So as you're playing the game, this is all completely optional, secondary stuff that you don't have to do. Uh, as a matter of fact, the achievement you get for it, for watching one of them is called I Did It for the <laughs> Achievement. Or I Did It for the Trophy, I guess, in the uh, PS4. Anyway, so you go in. You As you're playing the game, you find just card, telephone cards mm-hmm. of, of women. <laughs> These aren't 3D models. These are actual yeah, videos and it's of creepy. women. And yeah, I'll tell you how it's creepy. So you go in there. You're like, who, and the guy's like the the shady businessman. Is like, which one do you want to watch? And you're, you're like, you pick one. And you go in this little tiny little room. On the on the desk is this little TV because this is in the '80s. A ashtray and a <laughs> box of Kleenexes. And and so you put the video on. And then yeah, and all the videos are is like I think the dirtiest one. I since so women is women in uh, lingerie. Uh, like, so there, you don't see any, like, genitalia or breasticles. It's just woman in, uh, you know, various bras and, and panties. And they're, like, most of the videos are either them with mm-hmm. soap or, or playing with balloons. And one had a pole. And they and she didn't dance on it. She was just kind of leaning against it. Uh, and, and the camera will basically focus on their breasts and legs every once in a while. And then back to their face. And they'll look at the camera. And they'll and make, like, weird the faces or smiles. They have dead eyes and they're like, they're like kind of smiling. I don't know if they're trying to flirt, but it's like, it's not, there's nothing sexy about these videos. I don't know what the hell is going on. I, I mean, I watch every one of them because they're fucking hilarious and they creep Megan out. <laughs> so it's kind of like a double, double of the fun. But man, they are so weird. I don't even know how to describe, I mean, I did describe them. You l- look them up. L- view, look one up on fucking YouTube. They're hilarious. They're not, they're, I'll say they're safe for work because you don't <laughs> show shit. Well, oh, man, hilarious. So then, then there's also the tell, the Telltale Boys Club. So you go in. And you basically, this is how you meet girls in the game. Because you got to meet girls in an open world game. Come on. So you basically have a, this mini game where the girl will call. You press the button. You pick up the phone. And one of the best, I think one of the best phone answerings I've mm-hmm. ever seen in anything. Uh, he just like dramatically whips it in the air. And like, this is like slow down and shit. And he's like, yeah. moshi, moshi. <laughs> and then he starts. T- <laughs> and then you basically play this mini game where these, these you uh, they ask you a question. And you have to pick the right answer. But it's kind of through like this light shooting game. So you have, um, you have to... The answers are, like, floating on the yeah, screen, Yeah, exactly. Right? Oh, my God. See, my cat just crawled up, and he's now, his, he's laying against my chest. It's really awkward right now. Um, yeah, so, and then you have to pick the right ones, and then eventually, if you do it right, you get to go meet the girl, and then you have to find out which girl is the right one, because you don't actually know what she looks like. If you get the wrong one, she'll leave. If you get the wrong one, uh, you'll and also fun. meet the, uh, the imposter lady, right? Yeah, the old lady who takes you in. It's heavily implied that she yeah. does what she wants with you. And yeah, and so that's that's the the goofiest parts of the game. But then I actually sh- Shelby saw some of the story, and there's a part where you're in the sewer running Holy from the Yakuza, <laughs> and and then you hear this like rum, 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 and you're like in the sewer pipe, and then you just see lights, and it's basically one of the bosses you beat earlier in the game. He's on a motorcycle in the sewer with a he- giant pipe, and he drives at you, and you try you hit, basically try to you take the pipe hit, and he goes flying off the bike, and then it proceeds yeah. to a boss fight. Oh, I love this game. Everything about this game is incredible, except for the porn parts. Mm-hmm. But then it is funny. And there's so much more to it. That's part two of my love for Yakuza 0. I already pre-ordered the next game, and I will I will keep buying the series from now on, because it's the best ever. It's in my top 20. This game's somewhere in my top 20. I haven't decided where yet. Bam. Whew. Exciting. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to monopolize the pre-topic conversation. Any guys, anything on your mind? 
Go ahead. I do, if Good. no one else does. Please but, jump um, in. So I've been playing a new game myself lately. Oh, what have you been playing? And uh, I told you already. Um, and it, it has me blown away. Um, so it's it's called Darkest Dungeon. Right. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm playing it on, on PC, and yep. it was kind of like an indie Kickstarter game that came out a year ago. Um, so one thing that, that I've learned, especially playing this game, is I'm a sucker for themes. So there's two, there's two themes that... Um, if 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 the game has this theme in it, I'm gonna play it. Uh, I need to have good mechanics to keep me there, but um, there's certain themes that will drag me in. Uh, so so this game has completely dragged me in, and it's very grindy. It's very RNG, but. I don't know, but I love games that make you manage things. I don't know why. That's why I love, like, strategy games. Because this game is just, like, a hero management game. And then you send them into dungeons. And the there's a combat system that's really deep as well. Um, so there's... But the dungeon exploring is just basically, hey, you walk along the hallway. So that's there's not a whole lot going on there. But just this whole game is just... I'm I'm kind of... I can't stop playing it. I like I like did a quick dungeon run before we started recording today, and it's uh, I'm so enthralled in this game and uh, the art style. Like I'm not usually one to you know go crazy over how how a game looks, uh, but I love it. It's just kind of like painted backgrounds, but the and then the character models are just kind of like put on there and stuff like that. They almost look like a, a pop up book. Um, but it's like this like dark gothic horror style um, of, of art. And I just I absolutely love it. Um, there's so much about this game that like when I'm playing it, it's just like this is a game that was mm-hmm. made for me because it's just how I feel when I'm playing it. You know, uh, so I it's uh, I've been playing it for only four days and my steam says I have like 55 oh, hours into it. Um, so Yeah, I know. I've been just going crazy with it. Um, and the the way that it's structured is that there's like four different uh, areas for you to send your um, heroes through, and your heroes can suffer permanent death in it as well. So you need to be careful. It's it's a very good survival horror uh, turn based RPG. Uh, absolutely love it. It's very grindy, but uh, I can't I can't praise this game enough. It's it's it, it feels like it was made for me, and and I absolutely love it. So and, one of your uh, I'm gonna get your... the DLC soon. Your favorite parts of it is like the management of your of your team and stuff. Kind of, that's yeah, pretty, well, that's pretty cool. So um, there's like a that some, and the theme. I love the yeah. theme. Well, there's some games I could probably recommend you where you basically like you get this kind of pool, this roster of characters that you can pick, and you basically you're picking them based on their stats and how you think you do. You kind of arrange your own team, and then you kind of pit them against the other team. Uh, I think it's called every sports game ever. <laughs> I think you might enjoy that. <laughs> <laughs> that's fun. Yeah, Pretty no, funny it's joke, Rob. I like it. Pretty good. No. I have a, a yeah. question for the room, room? again. Uh, oh, no. Actually, I do. But before that, so maybe we won't get to that one this week. I've been building basically to- uh, pre-non-topic topics for this part of the show, so I can just keep, keep these here. However, the forums, uh, the things that I keep saying I need to post, uh, <laughs> some, one of the administrators posts our episodes, and I appreciate it because I never – I'm a bad person, and I just – I forget. Can, and can I apologize to the community. Can... Uh, thanks no. <laughs> to Deej and and all the other people who go ahead and, and post it because uh, you know we're all bad. We're all except me bad oh, people. Boy. Uh, anyways, so and Seiji communicated with the community this week. So thanks to Seiji. Shout out, biggest shout out to my man Seiji wherever you are. Um, right. So one thing that popped out to me uh, is uh, from a Latino lawyer. And he said, and it's emphasized because each word is its own sentence. Kids don't ruin games. Uh, I'm pretty sure me and probably Shelby have mentioned many times our disdain <laughs> for the idea of having children, uh, which I stand by. Um, but I, I was thinking a little bit. Uh, kids would ruin games for me, but I understand that that's not the case for everybody. I can understand that maybe you want to share those, those experiences with your children. It seems to be like this is like he said something like I've got 30 60 minutes at most to play a game at home before I go to bed. That seems like terrible to me, but that's just for me. I understand that he, people have lives outside of games and drawing and shit, so I I can I can I think I can understand that. So I want to say I want to disclaimer it now and retroactively apply it to whenever I say kids are ruin life, kids are the worst, kids uh you know take your freedom, they're they're, they're living parasites that that are awful and that they're over, we're overpopulated. <laughs> All that means is just for me. That's how I feel. 
big old asterisk whenever I give hate for the idea of having children. Because, you know, I, I see some people I know at work who are the happiest they've ever been because they have kids. Also seen friends who wish mm-hmm. they never had any. So it, I think kids are good for some people and, and not for others. And uh, I mean, if I accidentally had a child, I'd probably love it. But I hope that never happens because I would be tempted <laughs> as well. <laughs> if, but yeah, I know me and Shelby specifically maybe laugh a little bit, kind of shit on, not literally shit on children all the time. I don't do it as uh, much Sage's as you the guys, lone voice of, but I do also. You, yeah, you shit on parents. I do, that's, that's what true. you do. <laughs> parent parent expert yeah. Shelby has only like has only three children so she's the most the biggest expert in the world on kids my one of my best friends uh Jordan is basically a kid so if if we take care of right? her though does that make us like entitled to say these things because we have I think you're we like, I, we you're like yeah. surrogate like parents yeah. experts now I think we can now start talking about children exactly. so we have immunity. Jordan yeah, can be our yeah. shield. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Good. Established. I'm sure she'd be thrilled yeah. to hear that. <laughs> she didn't listen, so also, we're all also good. When we, when we pick on people, like, because we bring up P2 a lot <laughs> and his kid, it's just, it's oh, just his, joking. It's all done. good fun, and if it offends anybody, no, then, well. No, it's not. I'm he sorry sells his for game. you. It's real, pro- real world effects. <laughs> real world effects. He's selling his game. The P- I wish I had met P2 before he had his kid. Because that's the P2, I think, <laughs> that I would have been like, man, let's buy some games, bruh. And he's like, yeah, let's let's buy some games. I'm going to play them, too. And uh, I am so happy I met you before I mistakenly had a child. That's – and he didn't actually have a child's mistake. That's poor wording. <laughs> I love P2. I love everybody as part of the community. But I just thought it was a good point because uh, I just want to – I understand that some people uh, – I think kids are, are great for people who want them. And I also think that people – who want to have kids should have them, and the people who don't should not have them. Pretty bold statement, yeah. right? <laughs> Anyways, I'm thinking of so making a game I, aimed at children's age uh, six months to one years old. So I totally understand a slight benefit to gaming with kids, and and that is to always have a second player <laughs> on hand. Um, I, I love playing games with people, yeah. and you know, uh, a kid who is uh, essentially a mini me. Right. I'm no, awesome, so I'm assuming the kid would be awesome. That's a bad um, assumption. That's no. Th- we got to stop right there. My sister. <laughs> let is me the let me finish my fantasy scenario. The fantasy yeah. scenario is already flawed. <laughs> You're assuming what your children will be. You can't you can't force your kid to be a mini. You left. <laughs> yes, I can. Not like my father. <laughs> So it would be fun to have uh, a second player that you can play games with. You that that, that seems wife, beneficial. You know? But then you could also get in a or situation husband. where, you know, you're playing a single player game and then they're like, hey, you want to play this? Like, no, I'm not playing that now. I'm playing this. And they just wouldn't understand because yeah. uh, you're the parent and you control everything. So. You could play games with Jacqueline, you know. That's an option. <laughs> you don't have to have well, a, we, a small we child. We do. <laughs> then, then there you go. You don't even need the kid. I'm I'm not saying it's worth it. Left, are you announcing? I'm just saying there's a benefit uh-huh. that we have not talked about. I mean, I'm pretty sure I mentioned. <laughs> I suppose there's like a, a benefit too, where you know, as you get older, and then and then you're having you have a kid, and your wife is, yeah. or or your husband or whatever your partner, partner is just like, yeah. oh, why why are you getting this game thing? And then you can be like, oh, it's for the kid. Oh, there you go. Yeah. That requires yeah, a relationship you. where you need to make excuses to buy things that you want. That just sounds like an unfun relationship. rule number one of my relationship is i do what i want right megan (laughs) yep uh she's sleeping probably no no, she's there she's she's there she said yep hi megan uh uh, (laughs) i'm not gonna do that i'm not gonna do back and forth (laughs) she knows anyways that was a lot of fun a lot of emotion probably should go to topic a little bit early just because left is like you know on on the clock Mm-hmm. Unless anybody have I mean, Sage, you've been mute this entire time. You've been doing your best Link impression, <laughs> and uh, you, oh, you could, fuck. if you have anything, if you have anything non, you've been playing Cave Story for the old uh, Switch. Um, yes, I tried hard mode for a bit, and mm. they changed the character to look a more human-like character in hard mode, hmm. which I don't enjoy. It doesn't feel like Cave Story, but um, it changed but the sprite. That, but well, yeah, means, I'm uh, very confused by that. Yeah, the, the the sprite of the character is kind of like the same shape, and yeah. it it doesn't have any mechanical differences. But yeah. the quote is is a robot, and it has like white skin, if you want to call it like that. Yeah, 
and has like dark hair that that's that's the image i have and then and the sprite is different now it's like it has like human skin like human color skin and oh, it has weird. like uh like a orange hair and more like vivid eyes so it, it looks more like a actual human it, that that's fine uh, it, it annoyed me a little bit but do they do they explain why that no, that's the case no it's just because it's hard mode Okay. Uh, in normal, I guess, mode, I guess it's like in Cara Blaster, they you they you're blue when you do hard modes. So. Yeah, it's the same Sim- principle, exactly. Yeah. Oh, that looks weird. I just looked it up. That is weird looking. Yeah, it can look. It doesn't look as good. I don't know. No, I don't like it. It's not as whimsical, I would say. But anyway, uh, yeah, I, but I, I went to try hard mode, and the only difference I notice is that they don't give you the life capsules. Like, life capsules in Cave Story extend your HP. Mm. And that is pretty cool because you are exploring the game and then you find a life capsule and it gives you more health points, so it's good. But in hard mode, they're not there, but they don't replace it with anything else. It's just like they're not there. So a lot of parts of the game, they just feel like there's the platformy puzzle or the exploration part, like the elements of it are still in the map, but there's no payoff. You know what I mean? Mm. So that's bad. Like, oh, it's yeah, that's not good. If it supposed to be a good. hard mode, I would have put more stuff. Or yeah, exactly. Replace it with something else. So there's more exploration. But no, they so they keep your, your health uh, bar at 3 HP, which pretty much makes you one hit KO, KO bow to pretty much every enemy in the game. So as you progress, um, yes, it, it's more difficult. It's harder, but it's harder, like not in a good way. Yeah. So I, I didn't it. enjoy it as much. Um, so I'm playing the original, which is hard enough already, and it's <laughs> yeah. much more fun. Well, I, I listened to some podcasts, and mm. I listened to Media Mavens this week. They were talking about Wonder Woman. Oh, cool. Really interesting. They had a lot of criticisms, and I found myself agreeing a lot with what they were saying. So it's did an you, interesting interesting discussion. Did you huh? see the movie? Did you see Wonder Woman? I can't remember if you did. You saw it, right? Yeah, I did, and I enjoyed it uh, quite a lot. And I thought it was good, and then I watched Spider Man, and I was like, "Oh God, that was good." Well, it's like DC starting to catch up with Marvel, right? So they did Wonder Woman, and everybody's praising Wonder Woman because it's, it kind of it kind of looks and feels like as if Marvel did the movie. Yeah, I could see that actually, like uh, Captain America or something like that. But then you mm-hmm. see Spider Man, and you see how how much more mature Marvel is at doing superhero movies. I thought Spider Man was fantastic. Did um what was their what was their compl- I'm just curious like I'm like this sounds interesting and maybe I'll check the episode out but what what kind of stuff did they say they didn't like about Wonder Woman? I wonder I might agree with some of it. They made a lot of observations that were made from a like a feminist uh, point of view, but okay, I sure. found myself agreeing. Like they, they they were saying that the character of Wonder Woman was at a point undermined by the by the male character. Like, a lot of things hinged on the male character in order for her to do stuff, even up to the point where she actually, like, unleashes her power is related to the guy, right? So, stuff like that, um, mm-hmm. I could understand. The The main one, the, the one that I remember the most was that they mentioned that the the sexual relationships between women is not mentioned. And I, I don't know about the comics, but it seems like Wonder Woman is a lesbian in the comics or something like that. Or I don't at think least, so. Or at least some of the... Amazon? Amazon. Oh, yeah, some of the Amazons. Yeah. I mean, there's something in there about uh, lesbian relationships in there that is not touched in the movie. They made, a, the, like, maybe the one comment where they say that men are not necessary for, for pleasure or something like that. Yeah. And they would have liked, I think, for them to mention that you have a whole island where there, there are no men, so very obviously they, like, some, at least, oh, absolutely. You know, some, some of the characters would, would be, you know, would be in a romantic relationship or a sexual relationship, I would or whatever assume. you want to call it. Yeah, of course. And it seemed to them that um, they were they, they shied away from from that aspect, um, something like that. It, they 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 put it more eloquently than I do, and they made so good points, right? All around good points. Yeah. Um, some of the criticisms were around that part of female empowerment stuff like that, which is I I found it really interesting, right? Because this stuff that I didn't thing when i was watching the movie right so it's really cool to have um the, the perspective of uh all female cast which is media mavens mm. and then i was listening to cc weekly and there I, I don't think there's a lot of a cc counter this week because they they had a a topic that is 
not counterable. I, I don't think they were talking about strengths and weaknesses in in gamers and. Oh yeah, yeah. I was I listened to that one too. Well, one thing that I could mention is that a lot of, a lot of people um, focused a lot on on like being good at games, yeah, like becoming good at them, and and that's fine. That is one of the aesthetics of gaming, you know, feeling competent. But I, I feel like uh, I don't know if you guys get to do this a lot, but if you interact with normies, <laughs> one of the things, one of one of the things that that you notice. Uh, from normies is that some there's this this degree of intimidation to approach gaming because they think uh, they're too hard. So one of the things that normies that. say that why when you mention video games they immediately say oh I'm not good at them. You know what I mean? They they often say I can play Mario and that's it. And then and usually they're not good at Mario either though. <laughs> so whenever I'm I'm talking to normies I'm like hey but you don't need to be <laughs> good at games you just need to have fun with them you know what i mean so if, if if there's one particular game that you didn't enjoy because it was too hard is is not the problem of the person nor the game it's just that it's not the right game for you so there's a lot of variety of games and p1 actually mentioned um that he likes to choose the easy mode in games because he is weak he finds games like hard oh and or he finds it that he finds that uh the Maybe the normal difficulty it diminishes his enjoyment of the game, which is perfectly reasonable. And from my perspective, uh, as as a game designer, it's like if if a game is too hard, if you're not enjoying that game, well, there might be a problem with the game design. Actually, you know, it, it depends on how, how you see it. So that's the, those are those were a lot of, of pretty valid points. But it seems like within gamers, we have this idea that you have there's a sort of a struggle. In gaming, right? You need to be good at them. You need to uh, complete everything. You need to beat the game and stuff like the that. The elitist mentality, maybe completionist. I don't know. Yeah, el elitist, and in in the sense mm -hmm. that you might think of of other gamers as as lesser. You know what I was. Mm -hmm. Anyway, um, also, like I enjoy games, and the same thing as B one said. If if I get Like frustrated with a game, if it, even if it's really early on, I'll just stop playing it. I, I find no reason to, to to struggle. You know, if I, I know a lot of a game from the beginning of it, and I'll give it a chance if someone tells me to give it a chance. But if I'm playing a game just because I thought it was cool, and then I find it either too hard or annoying, I'll just I'll just stop and I and I give up really quickly. I don't care. There's there's like a million other games that I could be playing. All right, Shelby, let's do your topic. Up next. Wait, wait, wait. whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to head out. Oh, okay. Get the fuck yeah. out of here. See you guys. Bye, Left. See ya. All right, up next for realsies. damn topic <laughs> you're gonna say what the fuck is your topic i already swore i, I, I we can only we can only swore, swear 68 times before it gets the uh, censored warning uh on uh, uh, i don't uh, think we're anywhere near that yet. just just like um the cartridge club we're trying to be more wholesome are, are we no keep going i think i'm sorry <laughs> if you just heard my phone because it's going off but I, anyway I um okay so in yeah. keeping with the gamer culture Month. I guess overarching topic this you this month's topic uh, we're doing conventions. What's that? And conferences. And Ooh. I wasn't going to add conferences, nice. but uh, now I'm interested. All of a sudden, now I say conference, and you think of what do you think of? E3. <laughs> E3, exactly. Uh, and the reason why I want to talk about E3 is because for the first time uh, this year, mm -hmm. it was open to the public. Was oh that's true. Um, There's riots. So before before to get into E3, you had to had uh, or you had to have some uh, justifiable reason for, or justifiable reason for being there. Uh, meaning you had to be part of the games industry in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, or press. Um, 
Oh my god, my mom what? keeps texting me. Oh, Sorry. I was like, I was like, I wasn't being mean that time. I was no, backing no, no, you no. up. <laughs> she just sent me like five messages, and I'm like, stop it. I Does she not know that you're recording the esteemed bonus barrel? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, so conferences and conventions. Because uh, I want to, I want to talk about E3 like a yeah. bit after we talk about the the smaller conventions and stuff. Okay. Um. But the reason why uh, I wanna I wanna talk about them is how they've become a lot more mainstream than what they were before. Like normally you'd see like uh, Comic Con and stuff, and you think, "Oh, that's for nerds." Um, but still think that I think now with uh, because before it's comics usually and and games, but I think people are really getting into like TV series now. Just be like. You know, all with uh, with Netflix bringing in stuff for everybody to binge and just, Game of I guess nerdier nerdier things. Yeah, Game of Thrones, like fantasy, just more of these things kind of uh, be becoming more pop culture and uh, and more normalized. I guess. Yeah, I agree. Um, and because of that, we're starting to see like a, a lot more mainstream things kind of pop up in conventions. And not that that's a bad thing. I think it's good because now people have like a lot more common points and things to talk about. Um, uh, but anyway, um, so I've been to a convention. What? <laughs> I've been really? to lots of conventions. Yeah. Uh, you guys have not been to conventions. I nah. think, Seiji, you went to that Nintendo E3 thing in Vancouver or something, didn't you? You went to the retro thing. No, it was. Yeah, I've only gone to the retro gaming convention. Oh, okay. uh, the Vancouver Retro Gaming Expo. That I want pretty much it. Yeah. I once mm -hmm. walked into a convention. When oh. I when I was like seven or eight, I think maybe 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 ten, eleven, twelve, somewhere around that range. Uh, to mm -hmm. me, a convention was this magical thing that I didn't understand, and I was into comic books very much at that age. I think I started getting the comic books like when I was in grade five. I don't know what age mm -hmm. that is, uh, and I always wanted to go to convention, but as it's been established in the show, I was kind of poor as a kid. But I remember walking into one without realizing it was at a hotel, and I remember people. <laughs> I, f I feel like the, the term vampire masquerade is a, is a thing. I remember people like, and I didn't know what like role playing or LARPing or whatever the hell. I didn't know anything about that. Uh, mm -hmm. I remember being really weirded out by the people who were pretending they were vampires, and I remember mm -hmm. I remember leaving quickly, and that's my con experience. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty leaving, much what leave, happened. You're just like I'm out. Yeah, I didn't know what was going this on, and, and I've never been the one officially since. I don't. And yeah. They're not related. That's not why. Uh, mm -hmm. I just I feel okay. So. I'm one of those weird people who are absolutely what, what people would call an immature man-child, uh, nerd, geek, whatever you want to call it. Because I'm heavily into video games. I mean, that's mm -hmm. my, my pretty much my life if you think of my career and stuff. Um, but I don't. I also don't quite fit in the heavy fandom categories either because I don't really, other than this podcast and the little bit of community we have online, which is I just see as kind of friends. I don't mm -hmm. really participate in fandoms. I don't particularly care about discussing it or getting into it with other people. I don't really like talking to people. <laughs> and so <laughs> I feel like I would be really uncomfortable at a fan. Mm -hmm. As some some guy in some anime costume who was being in character got my face, I mean, I wouldn't mm -hmm. do anything. I'm not an asshole, but I would be like, I, I don't know what I would think. I don't, I, I wouldn't, I don't think I would like it. <laughs> I think okay. I would be annoyed by it. But I don't think I wouldn't. I also wouldn't be like, get the fuck away from me, loser. I'm not like that either. But I'm this. I don't still think I would feel like I fit in, in into uh, man. like a retro gaming expo. I think I would be fine. But when we're talking like theme stuff, like basically the stuff you do, I feel mm -hmm. like I wonder and I will go at some point And I just wonder. I don't know. I feel like part of me is going to feel really out of place. Um, <laughs> when you mentioned like people getting into people's faces, usually for the most part, people are a lot more respectful for that. Well, we but, have a friend who know. did that. <laughs> Well, yeah, but and it would have been funny if if he had done. Yeah. It, don't get me wrong, but but you know that could happen, and I and I don't know. And then there's a, there's a whole the whole elitism that every I think every person or at least every group is it can be guilty of. But then there's a whole like you don't like this anime enough. You don't know what happened ah. in episode two twenty nine of of uh, season eighteen of Naruto. Fucking loser, that kind of thing. Okay. And then it would hurt my my. I would be like, I'm, I don't like anime enough. I'm gonna never mm -hmm. watch it again. I'm probably just stop living. That's how I would be shamed. Okay. 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 Tangent. To reiterate, yeah, people are usually a lot more respectful of that. <laughs> um. Anyway, and I guess like the biggest reason why I wanted to talk about uh cons is because of how, like I said, they they've kind of normalized it. I mean, not so much that 
you know, people in more like real, like if somebody uh, came to where we live right now and they were yeah. just dressed in a random costume, the people around here would be like, uh, what the fuck is going on? Would you say normies um, would accept it? Nope. Okay. Well, they, I mean, it's, it's getting better. Uh, but anyway. I just wanted to say um, normies really badly. Cons and conferences. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how they've become, I guess, sort of like, um, like an avenue for people to meet. I don't know, other people that are interested in these things, but also to take part in things like panels or if, like, let's say they're a huge fan of an actor or a voice actor or something. Right. And they go to this convention and that actor, voice actor, whatever author, comic book artist happens to be a guest there. Um, a lot of times that when that happens, when they have these guests, they'll do, like, signings, they'll have, like, Q&A, they'll do panels, blah, blah, blah. So it's another way, I guess, for people to interact with uh, the things they like the most. Um and another thing, I guess, that comes from that is, uh, from the other side, if you are a guest, you know, you've got big cosplayers, like, maybe you guys not not so much would know about these people, but you've got people no. like Jessica Negri, and, like, for Nintendo, uh, I think her name is Lee Kovacs, I don't know if you guys have heard of her or not, <laughs> anyway, huge cosplayer, okay. super popular, uh, and, th- and this is her full-time job, like, these are their full-time jobs, where they just get to... Uh, travel around to conventions. They're invited as guests. They get to meet game devs. Um, and the, and know, this is for just dressing up act- like nicely. This is the, this is well, no, but doing a really good job at it. Do they like? Is the thing. Are they in character or something? Explain oh, this yeah. to me. Oh okay. yeah. So so it's uh, always like a really good Mario. I'd be like, hello, it's a Mario. <laughs> and then Nintendo would fly them over. Is this what? Yeah. We're, okay, no, cool. Lee Kovacs goes everywhere. She she's. I, I don't, I don't want to say, like, on the inside, I guess, but she is very popular with fans and she is very popular with the devs because for the devs, it's a way mm-hmm. for for somebody, Free I don't want to say who's not so famous, but it's just kind of like a mediator or just, like, a link to their fans, right? if that makes any sense. It makes some sense. Um, What? I said it makes some sense, yeah. Oh, I thought you said makes no sense. No, 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 I'm back. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you, sister. Okay. Um, What was I going to say? Oh, yeah. So I think before, like, if you would have looked at this, you know, uh, 10 years ago or like 20 years ago, I can't say 10 because she's been doing it for longer than that. You but, can't say 20 because you weren't alive. So uh, <laughs> debatable. Um, <laughs> but for somebody like her, you know, to, to be involved in this, you know, in, to have a job like she has and for it to be her full time job and for it to be something that she absolutely loves 20 years ago, probably not possible. To right. Do. Um, just because it wasn't as mainstream and stuff. Um, so she just, I don't know, would have been maybe a hobby. Um, but yeah, that, like I said, that all kind of like comes back to just having these, I don't know, I guess these, these different ways of interacting with people that you wouldn't have had before and more common points with each other because now it's so popular. Mm-hmm. Um, Anyway, <laughs> do people do people practice jitsus when they're at Kamen? Uh, I think you'll see the younger people do it. That's the other thing. The if it goes full circle, you know, it's gonna be full of like annoying kids and teenagers. Like that's a down. That's a downside to convention. Because you know what, I hate a lot both of those things. Because mm-hmm. I'm an old grumpy old man. Mm-hmm. Get get out of here, kids! I want to watch my Dragon Balls. Yep. But <laughs> the thing is, though, is this is why it's so so great with being in the artist alley. So that's another thing is if you're in an artist alley, it's another opportunity to make like money and blah, blah, blah. Well, money. Uh, interact with people that like the same things that you do. Yeah. Um, but in the artist alley, I find it's a lot more uh, mature, I guess, even though it being like an anim- anime convention. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's just it's nicer to interact. And you've got, like you said, people of, you know who are super young and super old, but mm-hmm. we've all kind of got the, I don't want to say this, the exact same interests in common, but they overlap. So br- bridging that gap there, you know, good, good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like someone who's into like, what's like a popular one piece is kind of the same thing as someone who's into something like, I don't know, heaven's lost property, basically the same. Oh same God, thing. no, no, that's not the same. No, nope. basically the same kind of thing. Like if you, if you know a person who watches one anime, you can safely assume they watch every other anime, including the worst know. ones out there. Anyway, right? not, not even just talking about like anime, <laughs> but in games and stuff, I find a lot of, uh, or the impression that I got anyway, that a lot of the smaller conventions are, uh, they, they have a lot more variety, I guess. Mm-hmm. 
uh, and I think that's to pull in more people. So like something like anime or time would be, um, the anime, there's TV games, sci-fi, like comics, all of that's just kind of mashed into one. Yeah. But then you get to, uh, conventions and conferences that are bigger, something like E3, where it's just exclusively games. Yeah. Uh, and something like, um, like San Diego or New York Comic Con, that's comics. Oh, can I jump in? I, I wrote this mm-hmm. down at the beginning uh, when you were when you were talking about cons, and because I didn't I didn't want to go off topic. But now that we're now that's come up, so a mm-hmm. complaint I've heard about Comic Con, or we'll say quote unquote complaint, but basically I've heard people talk about this before, is that it's not mm-hmm. really about comics anymore. It's mostly about movies and TV shows, and and I think even actually on Dan Harmon's podcast, which I recommend to uh, masochists um like even like rick and morty and stuff they they didn't really have any reason technically any reason to be there uh but he is there and it's a popular panel and and you know and the same with even the non like superhero movies and you know or Mm -hmm. like game of thrones is an example uh and don't get me wrong like these are big draws to comic-con but but there's been some like people who have been who said you know this is not really about comics as much anymore it's about panels Mm -hmm. and stuff so you know i think comic-con maybe to me it's kind of evolved to be something bigger and better but in some ways, it's almost like uh, getting cutscenes in your video games. It's not about the art of <laughs> comics anymore. It's all about the movies. Movies are invading everything, even mm-hmm. comic books. Well, that's well. Now that we've got like uh, Marvel Universe and stuff, mm-hmm. and I think DC is probably po- more popular on the small screen than it is big screen. Yes, or they are actually. That's I agree. How that is absolutely. Um, because I guess a lot of people find, I mean, I don't, I, like, a lot of people find reading boring now, which it, it isn't, but, um. The PSA from Bonus Barrel, reading is boring, kids. It's not boring, <laughs> it's awesome. Reading's <laughs> not cool. Take yeah. a, take that book out of your child's hand and pop in a 3DS. Mm. I would do that. Yep, yep. Parent of the year. <laughs> but this, the smaller conventions, I think they cater more to fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and kind of celebrating fans and fan culture and blah blah blah. And then you've got. I imagine the place is is pretty cool what? then, right? I imagine it's pretty cool with all the fans. <laughs> the worst. Good God. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was so bad. Oh no. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, keep going. Jesus, I'll be, I'll be quiet now. <laughs> oh, that was so bad. It <laughs> was anyway. like the worst one I've ever done. And I was so oh. proud of myself too. I didn't, <laughs> didn't even pause. It was just like I just started laughing at my own amazing joke. Great. Oh uh, yeah, um, air quote amazing. Yeah, you can't see me. Anyway, <laughs> right. Uh, so when you think of I, actually, like for me anyway, when I think of something like Anime Maritime or ECCE is like another thing that takes place in the Maritimes or Comic Con or Anime North or blah blah blah. When I think of those conventions, I think of uh, fan celebrating fan culture, whatever. When I think of E three. It's all about the games and the devs. Yeah. And the reason why I say that is because for, I think it, how long has E3 been alive? Like some 20, 20 some, I think it's 22 years? In early 90s, right, CG? 95. 95. 20, 20, right, cool. 20, 22 years. The difference there is that E3 is is a trade show. So like Anime Time, I, I would assume it's made by, mostly by, by fans, not by companies. Yeah. I didn't get to and that part like yet. CES, like Consumer Electronics Show, stuff like that. There, um, yeah, okay, okay. You were you were going there. Sorry. No, it's okay. It's okay. No, you could. I want to hear what you have to say. It's it's all good. No, no, it's just uh, the intention, right, of it. Wow. In the in the olden days, when communication was much much harder, trade shows was the way you would try to sell your products to other companies, right? So that's mm-hmm. the the main intention. In E 3s it's not that in in the traditional sense, but it was that at the at the beginning, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah. So that's why that why you 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 would have that association, and it it is by design. I I would say. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. I guess. I guess. Like this whole topic was. I I don't like not to say that one is better than the other. It's just like to discuss like the 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 differences in the two because that that's the biggest one that, that I see is like one is for fans, one is more for uh, people delivering that content to other people, like the devs and stuff. Um, so th- the reason why E3 is I- important this time around is because for the first time in 22 years, they opened it to the public. 
So now it's starting to be more of a, I don't know. I don't want to say it's turning into what you would, because it's never going to be something like New York Comic Con or Anime Times. It's never going to be that um, with the with the press conferences and stuff. Um, but I think it's going to, because it always seemed a little exclusive to me. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> like, it was always like, hey, I want to go to E3. It's like, oh, well, you're not in the games industry? Well, fuck you, I guess. Um, but now that it's that it's open, I think it, it gives... I guess more people, or, or for the devs anyway, uh, more of an opportunity to kind of interact with um, fans, essentially. Um, not not saying that people who are in the games industry can't be fans and that they weren't doing it already, but it just seems like, you know, allowing more, more normies in, I guess. Um, and also, uh, when you think of E3, you think of... Um, you know, press conferences and stuff, but do you think of stuff like cosplay? Nope. Um, that was, I think, kind of non-existent, but I guess this year there was a lot of it, and I was surprised to learn that because it never sh struck me as something that would happen there. Um, but anyway, I don't know what your guys' thoughts. I kind of monopolized everything, but... So, I've never personally been to E3, nor the San Diego Comic-Con, but living near there i know a lot of people that mm -hmm. that went there on a regular basis I've, I've worked in the industry for a while so mm -hmm. like a lot of my friends are also in the industry so they've been going for two e three like for the last i don't know five years or whatever and my sister went to the san diego comic-con for a number of years also mm -hmm. one main difference between those two events was that to e3 you would go for the news, for exclusive contents, for games that haven't been released, and you will go and 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 play those those new games on the floor. Whether it's San Diego Comic Con, they will go more mostly for the panels, right? Yeah. And it was open for the, to to the public. Now I know that this year they opened to the public and they actually had panels. I I think mm -hmm. at a at a different venue, but they they had panels and, and it was it's trying to become more fan oriented, mm -hmm. but the problem that they noticed this year and I, I I touched on it a little bit and and something that I I did see a lot of um uh, people complain this year is that there was just too much people. There's um, almost 70,000 people this year and that's cuz they I think they sold like 15,000 extra passes just because they opened it to the public. Yeah, so I don't know how 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 many people actually go to work to San Diego Comic-Con. I would assume a lot, right? Mm -hmm. But what I mean so my point is this, I saw a lot of, I saw actually a mini documentary of someone that is part of the media, he was um, a journalist, he was mm -hmm. going to to E3 and he could barely like play a lot of the games because you have to have like a special badge to go to the backstage, mm -hmm. like to, because in, in E3 there's, there's, there's main E3 and then there's stuff that is exclusive to certain media outlets like if you're like a big important media outlet you can go to like or, mm -hmm. or backstage kind of events um so for ign and for GameSpot, i guess it, it wasn't that much of a problem but for smaller journalists for smaller outlets it was much more difficult to actually do their jobs this year so that yeah. was that was different like i don't know in in san, san diego comic con because for us long as I've known that event, it's always been like that. It's like stand in line, mm -hmm. a con. That, that's, that's like you have to get there four hours early. Yeah, but my to, sister yeah. would, go, would go to like one panel. Like she would go like for three days or, and she, she knew that she could only go to like three events, right? One each yeah. day because you have to spend all day in line. Standing and then, in line. And then you go to the vendor, but it would be very difficult to go to one panel and then go out, finish that and then go to another one. Um, I think it's possible she did it, but it, you have to be like really like it's not like n not in her first year. Like when when she was a veteran, she would learn her ways around <laughs> around it. Uh, it requires a certain level of expertise to get around that event. So the, it seems like E three is going that way, mm -hmm. but then E three will is gonna have to to also morph into a different thing because a lot of people go there to actually you know work right you know what yeah. I mean. Do you guys know about the worlds? Is the world worlds collide? The worlds theory. Shelby, don't you see? This world here 
This is the consumer sanctuary. If fans come into contact with this world, the worlds collide. You know what happens then? Kaboom! Where are you Explodes. reading this from? I am quoting a very popular TV show. Oh. And fans of that show will possibly get it. Tweet me if you okay. understand the reference. However, it remains. You have it, They're <laughs> colliding. And now you're getting the implosion. Uh, you have people, wait, journalists who can't do the job, fans who want to see and play new video games. I hope it doesn't become like... Because like, when I think of E3, I just think it's way more professional and kind of not... I don't know. Like a comic con or an anime convention, they just seem, I don't want to say not as well put together, but the, the, how the fuck do I say this? I guess the, the purpose behind it obviously is different, but I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't want E3 to, to morph into a comic con because that'd be sad. Yeah. But. So E3, what happens is that uh, the day before E3 or the couple of days before E3, you get all the major announcements mm-hmm. and that is public, that, that has that that is now like it is right now, which is it gets streamed to the internet. So a lot of actually actually a lot of people actually don't need to go to E three because you get the announcement. But then mm-hmm. you go to the floor show to to actually play the games that are available there, like all of the mm-hmm. demos. Um, so that's what it is. But San Diego Comic Con doesn't work like that. There's not like announcement before the show and then you go and and try the stuff in there. No, it's like this event where there's panels and people go there for content that is not announcements you know they go to mm-hmm. to meet the creators meet you know actors and stuff like that mm-hmm. um there's another another show that it, it gets mentioned a lot and it gets compared to e3 which is pax and a lot of people mm-hmm. seem to enjoy pax a lot more than than e3 actually i've heard that but, too. but but e3 has this uh the the prestige of being the major event where stuff gets announced yeah. But people seem to enjoy PAX a lot more. A lot more PAX is for the Penny Arcade. Penny Arcade Expo, and there's yeah. uh, there's West. There's there's like four of them. Yeah, the, the original yeah. one is PAX West, I think. How long do they run for? Is like a weekend? Like each time is a weekend. I don't know. There's no, they're gonna be one in October, and and I and I I actually want to go because it's here in Seattle. Ooh. It packs uh, a lot of um, content in one weekend. Oh boy. <laughs> but yeah. But what, <laughs> One of these years, that's you're not that's the cool thing about doing here. No, it's like uh, Seattle is like days. three hours away. That's really close. Yeah. You ever think of Seattling down and living uh, in there in Seattle? Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. That's not. Are we talking about religions now? No. And consumers. No. Okay. Have you ever been to one of those conventions, Shelby? Called church. <laughs> Sorry, the, another thing that I wanted to, if we had time to bring up, is that you've got, like, Blizzard has their own convention for their own stuff. Yeah. Lots of studios do. Or lots of, yeah, uh, BlizzCon, and then there's uh, QuakeCon, mm-hmm. yeah. or, or was QuakeCon, and then there's uh, uh, MineCon. Is it, it that is the Minecraft, Minecraft convention called MineCon? I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure. But there's, like, a lot of studios have their own thing going on. Pretty sure, I think Square Enix has its own too, doesn't experience, it? right? Yeah, and then there's all the Nintendo Directs too, if you want to reach a little bit. Yeah, Minecon. That's that's the Minecraft convention. I, I think that's cool, though, because it just means, like, the... You know, and I feel bad for calling them fandom, because I don't feel like people in the Minecraft, quote, fandom are as crazy as, like, people in the... I don't know. That's because they're all six? Underworld fandom art. Oh god, <laughs> they're not as crazy. But uh, wait, Underworld has a lot of crazy fan art. Under um, geez, Undertale. Oh, okay, okay. Because I, because I yeah. would have believed you. It's vampires and werewolves. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, I guess that makes sense. Undertale. Yeah, I hear it's a yeah. very lively community. Lively. Very uh, passionate community. Mm-hmm. Very accepting community. I've heard. Yeah. Yeah. What's your favorite uh, Undertale character? I've never played it. I don't know. Oh, shun her! And if there's yeah. any, if anybody's listening who's in the Undertale community, you know who to attack next. Yeah. Shelby, take her down. Take her down a peg. Too big for her <laughs> britches. <laughs> uh, I I will go to a convention someday of of some sort. They are fun. The, there are people like there are the. Would you call them creepers? Nice Would you say there's creepers? Yes. 
How do you how do you At deal Vine with Con especially? How do you deal with creepers? What? How do you deal with creepers? Not I, I get um, your joke. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't just got that now Sorry. because of the no. That was amazing. That's a it Rob was... level joke. It's great. <laughs> I appreciate that. Shelby, you're oh. you're you're okay after all. That was amazing. <laughs> Almost as good as my fan joke. <laughs> Oh god. <laughs> but uh I meant like weirdos. Uh if only okay. There's some con stories, I hear some con horror story. stories. Yeah. You guys, um, people if they, if they wanna do like a throwback to like one of the first episodes that I was I was on, I talked about oh, Hagglepuss. Yeah. <laughs> this about this girl who really wanted my art but just kinda kept offering lower and lower like amounts for it and Reverse I kept on saying no bartering. until eventually it was just like fine, take this and not to her face, but you lost like, that out of experience. Here. You but, lost it. Um, there was I was in Artist Alley with one of my friends who had done. Um, I think it was. I don't remember. It was like My Little Pony stickers or okay. Pokemon stickers. Yeah. Either way, this guy, this guy came over and just kind of started like, I don't know, just being awful to her because she had My Little Pony stuff, and he's like. Hasbro's gonna come over and they're gonna kick your ass and blah 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 and was like what the what is your problem dude like and I I, you know at this point because she was so shocked it was like her first time in Artist Alley and I just kind of looked at him and was like do you know what room you're in right now like you could easily say that to every single person in this fucking room but anyway well how did he respond are you guys you guys are dating now right no (laughs) ew (laughs) um Anyway, it's just like you run into weird people like that that just kind of I don't know it's it's like they can't read a room or something socially awkward is probably yeah, yeah. but uh anyway that's fun man so uh what what conventions how about CCCon yeah we can do I that. hear that he they have one I want to go yeah. to that I really do I can barely contain my excitement at the prospects of going. It's just that it's far away, you know? Mm-hmm. It's in Barry. That's Barry far from here. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> God, I, I got you, Seiji! <laughs> <laughs> I'm on fire this, this today. Uh, no, but that's cool. Like I feel like I've learned so much about cons and how much I really want to go to one now. Well, there's, a, it, there's like, obviously, like, a stigma and stuff, and... Uh, that's I, there's a reason for it <laughs> yeah but um i don't know i think they're a lot more professional and stuff than what people think they are the, the high end being something like e3 but yeah, anyway. so yeah my, i think my, it's worth it to go the first one that i've gone to was actually this year i mm-hmm. i mentioned this in the show before the vancouver retro yeah. gaming expo mm-hmm. and that's pretty much i mean as an event is 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 light on content but mm-hmm. but but for collecting it's great. I see, I'd if, love if, that. If you, if you're a collector, go to a retro gaming expo because okay, there's a bunch of vendors selling old games <laughs> and that's great, right? I'd like to go. I'd Actually, lo- I'd love to. I I I got a bunch of of old games from from, from, oh, from yeah. when I was a kid this Jealous. this week, and I bought protector cases and stuff like that. Nice. Where'd you get them? Sweet. Let's plug them. Where'd it's you get the protector like, cases from? Great. I actually get them from Amazon. I got your uh, your, your link, but with uh, with shipping, mm. it was the same price as the Amazon. And now really? I get I get free shipping from Amazon because I used to get a I got, would get giant orders of uh, of them, and I always find the shipping costs really good. But I would also order a lot. Maybe that. Yeah, I I, I only needed like twenty. Mm. So cool though. So yeah, now they're they're in display. Can I have they're them? looking. They're looking pretty great, huh? Can I have them? No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but some of them are missing, like an instruction booklet, or I, I like for example, the Kirby Super Superstar has the instruction booklet and the box, but I, I don't have the game, <laughs> so I have to buy the game. So that's awesome, yeah. man. That's, that's, but, that's cool. But yeah, but you know, the, the the hard part to get is that right, the box and the. You should booklet. you should post some pics on um on uh, Twitter. I'm sure the fans of our show would love to see some of the haul you got. I know it sounded a little sarcastic, but I actually meant that you should post them. Hop on over to to at Sagiac and check out those sweet pictures that'll be up by now. Guaranteed. Yeah. That's fun. Any more anything else to say about cons, Shelby? I don't want to convince you to stop or anything. I'm done. Are you? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um that was a fun app. 
Uh, is Culture Month over? Or do we have one more episode? We have one more, right? One more. One more. The you big what, one. You know what the topic is? This wasn't the big one? Nope. Uh, what's, what's, <laughs> what's the topic next time, Shelves? I'm going to discuss it with you guys after. So you don't know. All right, great. So next week will be our... <laughs> <laughs> next week will be the last episode of Culture Month. And the the month after that is my month, so therefore it's going to be amazing. It's Rhythm Month. With a, we, you're going to have a, a fairly big guest at the end of the month. Are we going to spoil? No, we won't spoil what? it. We'll just we're going to have. Wait, some... No, but you spo- it's Rhythm Month. That's that's not okay. It's my month. I'll spoil it if I want to. I guess. You see, unlike okay. Seymour Gate, I can spoil my own stuff. <laughs> Next month is going to be so good. Forget about the rest of Consumer Month. You might as well even skip that episode. Who cares? Consumer? Consumer? I said Consumer. Skip Culture Month. Who cares? No one even <laughs> cares about culture, right? Stick to Rhythm Month. That's where it's at. All-time low in the BB ratings Culture Month has been. Our executives, Cobb, has been breathing down our neck. He's like, you've got to get sales up, viewer, listeners oh. up. The Shelby Cobb girls. Is the most uncultured <laughs> fucking swine I've ever met. Whoa, Shelby, that's harsh, man. He's our boss. Don't say that. She's not our We're boss. We're gonna lose She's funding the for the show. Fuck that guy. <laughs> oh man, I. If, you know what he is? What is he? What he's a scum fuck. <gasps> <laughs> I had to do it. <laughs> well, Shout out to P one. <laughs> we don't talk about Cartridge Club anymore. <laughs> I told you that. Oh, one you more guys, thing. You guys, I mean, you don't. I do. They streamed. On Twitch, their uh, last weekly, I missed it. Oh, the portal. Well, they stream they stream week two? weekly before Portal Two. Oh, okay. Sunday J told me at least I missed it. Unfortunately, I would have watched it, but then they yeah. did they did stream all of Portal, and I I watched some of it. Uh, P One was terrible at it. I don't think he kept complaining. He kept blaming the mouse and keyboard. Um, <laughs> he probably just it was probably just too difficult for him. Yeah, he probably he couldn't lower the difficulty settings on Portal, so he was having a hard time playing it. I'm trolling. I had some hard times with, with uh, Portal 2. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they seemed like they had a lot of fun. And, and uh, I like th- those two have great chemistry. I'm kind of jealous. I wish that me and Shelby had some chemistry instead of just hatred towards each other. Well, that's whose fault is that? Yours. You're an ageist. And, yeah. Oh, really? Le- left's I'm, always I'm, absent. Yeah, I started with that. Yeah. And Seiji's emotions haven't been turned on. So this is okay. a, our, our show is a big fat mess. <laughs> <laughs> this is why Cobb is on our backs. I'm in the most right. uncomfortable position right now. I just want to describe. I have one leg on the top of my desk, one on a stool, and my just the edge of my back on my chair, and my butt is hanging in the air. I don't know how I got to this position as we were talking, but it is not a comfortable position. I wish I could show. It's really weird. So this week has been great. Uh, I want to thank everybody for listening to the bonus barrel. Uh, there's lots of great stuff coming up in the future. All views uh, from from the people on the show is from just us and not as a greater whole of the Cartridge Club community. I want to keep I want to keep getting this disclaimer now. It's kind of fun. Uh, yeah, so all view points are ours and ours alone, uh, and not P2s. And you should definitely check out shows like Media Maven. Nice plug-in from Seiji. I really I do want to listen to that episode, so I might I might get around to that. Uh, and uh, Namecast is a they're not part of CC, but they should be. So I'm going to throw them out as a nomination. And yeah, that's it. So, thank you for listening. I am Humberto. And Shelby. And Sage. Peace out. I almost said Rob again. Like that first time, you <laughs> <laughs>